Euzu billahi mineşşeytanirracim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi rabbil alamin. Vessalatu vesselamu ala seyyidina Muhammedin ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ecmaîn. Allahumme allimna ma yanfa'una ve anfa'na bima 'allamtana ve zidna ilmen nafi'a. Allahumme arinal hakka hakkan ve arzukna ittiba'a. Ve arinal batila batilan Varzukna ictinabe. Rabbi şrahli sadri ve yastirli emri. Vahlul uqdeten min lisani yafqahu qavli. Esselamu alaikum ve rahmetullahi ve berekatuh. Welcome to the Reflections on the Risale-i Nur by Bedözzaman Said Nursi podcast series. You can listen to the episodes of this series wherever you listen to your podcasts or at the website www.reflections-rn.org. As a reminder, a rough translation of the part that we will be reading is posted on this website. Uh, you need to go to podcasts, then flashes, then 25th flash. And under there, if you scroll down, you will see the rough, rough translation I will be using, inshallah. We will continue reading the 25th flash in this episode. The 25th flash is about how to make the best of sickness and more broadly tribulations and it is appropriate for the time that we are in during which the world is experiencing a pandemic due to a virus that restricted i heard about 60% of the world population to their houses and many people are afflicted with this sickness some of them are easily going through it but some of them are facing really hard challenges really hard tribulations and many are dying too so inshallah, by reading this treatise at this time, we are hoping that this serves as a supplication in the sense that nothing in the creation is purposeless. God is all wise and he puts wisdom in everything that he creates. Therefore, trials, tribulations, sicknesses, the particular virus that is afflicting us now, all have purposes. They are all glorifying their Lord and they are all serving a lofty purpose. One of those purposes may be for us to wake up, to receive the reminder that sickness has for us. And this treatise is a perfect opportunity to think about the messages that trials and tribulations give to us. It's a perfect opportunity to see through the material existence of those trials and tribulations and look at the metaphysical side of what we are experiencing and if that is the purpose or if that is one of the wisdoms and functions of this uh, sickness this tribulation inshallah once we receive the message there will be more grounds for it to be lifted so with that intention we have been reading the 25th flash and this is composed of 26 subunits uh, Stad Nursi called them remedies we read through the first through 10th remedies and inshallah today we will continue with the 11th remedy of course this is the beginning of ramadan too so for everyone who is listening to it at this time uh, because these are posted there and they inshallah will stay for a long time so people may be listening in the future too but for those who are listening to it now uh, ramadan mubarak ramadan kareem may we also be able to benefit from this blessed month as it is due so, Bismillah, 11. Reva, 11th Remedy. Ey sabırsız hasta kardeş, O impatient sick brother. This is something that comes up again and again in, in this treatise. There is a very close relationship between sickness or tribulation and patience. As our Prophet ﷺ told us, wondrous are the affairs of the believer. When he is afflicted with something bad, with a tribulation, he is patient and that's good for him. When he is in a good state, when he is receiving blessings, he is thankful and that's good for him. So under all circumstances, there is a good for us to, to attain. And the path to attaining that good at times of trial and tribulations is patience. Therefore, we need to work on patience very seriously. That is why the theme is going to keep coming again and again in this treatise. 
O impatient sick brother. Hastalık hazır bir elemi sana vermekle beraber, evvelki hastalığından bugüne kadar o hastalığın zevalindeki bir lezzeti maneviye ve sevabındaki bir lezzeti ruhiye veriyor. Besides the present pain, sickness is giving you the spiritual delight of its spiritual rewards and a metaphysical delight due to the termination of the sickness that you have had before this day. This may be a bit difficult to grasp at first. This is basically what it is. For a sick person, there is a present suffering at the moment. In the very moment that the person is living, there is a level of pain, a level of suffering, a level of discomfort. And that is real. But that is confined to the present uh, fleeting moment. And simultaneously with that, sickness has a past and a, a, an imagined future. The past of the sickness, it has already passed. Therefore, the pain that was experienced in the past is not there anymore. In its place, there is a spiritual delight of its spiritual rewards and a metaphysical delight due to the termination of the sickness that we have had before this day. It passed, it is terminated, because it is terminated, we feel this comfort of it having gone away, it having departed, it is not here anymore and we can have relief for that. This sickness has also has a span of life. If that span of life is, let's say, 10 days, and we are in the seventh day of our sickness, we can have comfort that we have left seven days behind. And there is only maybe three days to look forward to. Perhaps even not that God is generous. Maybe he is going to shorten it for us. In addition, if we were patient, if we were not complaining about our Lord, if we were taking refuge in our Lord, if we were meeting sickness as it is due, then there is also a spiritual reward that we have accrued from this sickness. There is an opportunity that it gave to us and inshallah we made good use of that opportunity. And there is a spiritual delight in having accumulated those rewards. Bugünden, belki bu saatten sonraki zamanda hastalık yok. Elbette yoktan elem yok. With regard to future, sickness does not exist after today. Because the future time after today does not exist now. This is about now. What we are experiencing, what is best for us to think about now. This is about that. Right now, we may be experiencing a limited pain, but the past is past and it left behind metaphysical delight and spiritual rewards. And the future has not come yet. Sickness does not exist after today. Or in fact, after this hour. We don't know if the hour after this hour will come. Maybe it is going to be the end of times. Tomorrow may be the end of times. Or tomorrow may be my end. Or there may be a cure and I may be healed by tomorrow. We do not know. The future is not here yet and therefore there is no need to worry about what it may bring in terms of trials and tribulations and, and feel the pain of that now. This is about allocation of our patience. Our patience is also like a capital that is given to us. We ask for patience from God, right? It is something that, that is to be given. We ask for patience from our Lord and He gives that to us. Once we have it, we need to use it smartly. If we squander the capital that we have left and right, then we end up not having enough for what we need. We need to use it smartly. It is given to us for the time that we are in. Sickness does not exist after today. Or you can also read this as the sickness of tomorrow, if it will come, does not exist now. Or in fact, after this hour. Elbette yoktan elem yok. Of course, no pain comes from that which is non-existent. Of course, no pain comes from that which is non-existent. Now, in our mind, we may imagine that pain. 
we may be obsessed with the idea of that pain we may even go through delusional thoughts and experiences of that pain but in reality it does not exist the pain of the future is non-existent at the moment and if we know how to allocate our patience smartly then we do not have to worry about that pain whether it will come or not we do not have to experience that pain right now if we are experiencing it right now that is because we are imposing on ourselves we should try not to do that elem olmazsa teessür olmaz if there is no pain there can be no distress or there shall be no distress so it is not here don't distress yourself with it it is not here it does not exist now sen yanlış bir surette tevehüm ettiğin için sabırsızlık geliyor now this is probably the core of the matter remember the address was to the impatient sick brother and patience is the cure in the broad scheme in the big picture patience is the cure to all sickness because through patience we turn every trial tribulation and sickness into spiritual rewards and metaphysical delight right therefore we need to seek the ways to maintain patience and if there is no pain there can be no distress impatience arises from your delusional misconception your delusional misconception of that possible future pain or perhaps even thinking about the past pain and living it again and again there is a delusional state of mind in that that troubles itself with that which does not exist çünkü bugünden evvel bütün hastalık zamanının maddisi gitmekle elemi de beraber gitmiş kendindeki sevabı ve zevalindeki lezzet kalmış. This is because with the passage of the times of material sickness before this day, its pain has also passed after all. What is left is the spiritual reward in it and the delight in its termination. So we said impatience arises from your delusional misconception. This is because with the passage of the times of material sickness before this day, its pain has also passed after all. It cannot be the cause of your impatience. What is left is the spiritual reward in it and the delight in its termination. That is what you have. It cannot be the cause of your impatience. Sana kar ve sürur vermek lazım gelirken, onları düşünüp müteellim olmak ve sabırsızlık etmek divaneliktir. It is lunacy to be pained with their thought and show impatience while these should give profit and happiness to you. Now, the important thing here is that it is in our hands. We can either be pessimistic and look through a dark lens to this, to the experience that we are having and think that you know, we had so much pain and what is to come and how am I going to be affected by this and oh so bad so bad so bad so bad and make it bad for ourselves or we can think about the profit it has left for us we can think about the comfort that its termination has left with us we can think about the metaphysical delight of it's not being here anymore and be happy about it it is in our hands. We need to think about the positive side of things. Because we need our patience, our patience is a capital that is given to us. It is bestowed upon us. It is a blessing for us. And we need to value the blessing as due and use it as due. Use it economically. Use it intelligently. It is in our hands. It is therefore lunacy to be pained with their thought, i.e. the thought of past pains that we have experienced as a result of this sickness and show impatience while these, those past experiences that are not there anymore, should give profit of spiritual rewards and happiness of having terminated.
to you. That is the right way to look at things. Gelecek günler daha gelmemişler. Onları şimdiden düşünüp yok bir günde, yok olan bir hastalıktan, yok olan bir elemden, tevehüm ile düşünüp müteellim olmak, sabırsızlık göstermekle üç mertebe yok yoğa vücut rengi vermek divanelik değil de nedir? So as for future, the future days have not come yet. What is it, if not lunacy, to think of them from now? and taint three layers of non-existence with the color of existence as a result of being pained with the delusional thought of the non-existent pain of a non-existent sickness on a non-existent day already from now. What are these three layers of non-existence? The non-existent pain of a non-existent sickness on a non-existent day. Yes, we can assume that tomorrow will come, but it has not come yet. Therefore, right now it does not exist. It is a non-existent day. Yes, we may perhaps even reasonably expect that we may be sick tomorrow too, if the sickness is something that goes away, as we said, in 10 days and we are in the seventh day. But it is not here yet. It is non-existent. Yes, There may be some pain and discomfort and suffering that may come from it tomorrow, but it is not here yet. We do not need to think about it. We need to be smart about it. What is it if not lunacy? Some people may say, no, that's rational thinking that is being reasonable. No, it is lunacy because this is about how to allocate your patience. This is not about uh, philosophical conception of time. This is not about what one can expect reasonably from the future. No, this is about allocating our patience and putting our trust in our Lord. We can always be hopeful of our Lord. We can fear disobeying him. We can fear the torment of fire. We can fear him being alcoholic, overpowering and so on and so forth. Yes. We live between fear and hope. However, if we are going through tribulation, if we are in a circumstance that is troubling us, the right thing to do is to turn to him, to take refuge in him. How can you take refuge in him if you think of him as the punisher? We think of him as the merciful. We think of him as the gentle one. We think of him as the generous one. And we take refuge in his mercy, gentleness, generosity, and healing from the trials and tribulations and uh, troubles and discomfort and pain and whatever. We take refuge in him from problems. That is the right way to think. What is it, if not lunacy, to think of them from now? That is possible problems, possible pain of future times, to think of them from now and taint three layers of non-existence with the color of existence as a result of being pained with the delusional thought of the non-existent pain of a non-existent sickness on a non-existent day already from now. Madem bu saatten evvelki hastalık zamanları ise sürur veriyor ve madem yine bu saatten sonraki zaman madum Hastalık mağdum, elem mağdumdur. Sen Cenabı Hakk'ın sana verdiği bütün sabır kuvvetini böyle sağa sola dağıtma. Bu saatteki eleme karşı tahşidet, ya sabur de dayan. Since the times of sickness before this hour give happiness, and since the time, the sickness and the pain after this hour are non-existent. Do not squander all the power of patience that the sublime real God has given to you left and right in the way that you are doing. You are impatient, right? This is this is an uh, address to the impatient sick brother. Therefore, the statement is right. Don't do it in the way that you are doing. You are squandering your patience left and right and therefore you are impatient. Do not do it. Do not do it. Be smart about this. Master it against the pain of this hour. Master it. Bring all the patience that you are given. 
bring your capital, bring your forces against the pain of, against the suffering of, against the, the discomfort of this hour, this particular moment. Say, oh, the patient one, Ya Sabur, that is one of God's name. He is patient and he is also the giver of patience. Oh, the patient one, say that and endure it. Endure what you are going through. This will give you the ability to endure it. But if you squander your patience left and right to the past, to the future, then you may not be able to endure it. God does not hold a soul responsible, accountable for that which that soul cannot bear. We are going through trials and tribulations. Our purpose of the purpose of our existence in this world is trial, and the trial comes with accountability. We are not held accountable for that which we cannot endure, which we cannot carry. That does not mean that all that we experience is perfectly endurable. People are dying. If they could endure, they would not be die dying, right? But the, the secret here is that we are not held accountable and that is what matters. We are accountable for whether we meet the decree of our Lord in times of ease or times of difficulty. We are accountable for whether we meet whatever comes from our Lord with the etiquette that we need to have before our Lord. If it is sickness, the question is, are we meeting it with patience? If we are meeting with patience, we are good. That is good for us. We are accumulating spiritual rewards from it. Therefore, enduring it means having patience in its face. Say, Ya Sabur, Ya Sabur, Ya Sabur, Oh, the patient one, Oh, the patient one, Oh, the patient one, and master, concentrate what you have in terms of the blessing of patience for the moment, because again, the past is past, the future has not come, they are both non-existent at this given moment, the past, uh, the troubles and pains of the past also have the added benefit of uh, the, the, the comfort, the relief that we have from them that they have passed and also the spiritual reward that we have accrued from it. Concentrate your patience at the given moment. And inshallah, if you do that, you will have patience and if you have patience, you will accrue benefits from this. This will be gain for you. This will be good for you. On ikinci defa, 12th remedy. Ey hastalık sebebiyle ibadet ve evradından mahrum kalan ve o mahrumiyetten teessüf eden hasta. O oh, the sick person who is deprived of his worship and customary devotions because of sickness and who regrets that deprivation. So this may look like a noble place. We ask for health from our Lord so that we can worship him better somebody who cannot stand for instance somebody who has a knee issue and cannot stand will not be able to stand in prayer and standing is one of the, the obligations of prayer so there is dispensation for this person because he is not able to do it as we said god does not hold us accountable for that which we cannot bear right but still it would be better if the, this person was able to stand and therefore pray his prayer as the Prophet ﷺ showed us to pray. So when we are sick, we may not have the energy to get up and pray tahajjud. When we are sick, we may not be able to fast. It is the month of Ramadan and there might be many people out there who are suffering from this. They are sick and they are not able to fast. And that is saddening for somebody who is eager to worship his Lord. For somebody who knows his Lord and knows that his, his Lord is worthy of worship, for somebody who has uh, practiced worship for, an, for, for a lifetime and has customary devotions, that is, 
uh, you know somebody who has for instance made it a custom to do test to do the tesbihat to do the glorifications uh, after each prayer somebody perhaps gets up in the morning and uh, recites some quran somebody who gets up in the morning and recites some devotion some litanies when we are sick we may not have the ability the energy to fulfill all those obligations or customary devotions that we have adopted and this is saddening for for a true believer for a true muslim this is saddening but are we going to now complain because we cannot do our devotions we cannot worship etc etc are we going to complain no remember what is due upon us is to meet the decree of our lord with the appropriate etiquette and at times of trial and tribulation the appropriate etiquette is patience we can ask for more patience so that we can fulfill those worships and devotions as we used to do patience has three types one is patience in times of trials and tribulations second it is patience in order to abstain from sinful things when this sin uh, lures us to be able to abstain from it that's patience and the third is patience in continuing to worship patience in fulfilling the acts of worship so we can ask for more worship so that we can also continue to fulfill our obligations in the in a better way and continue with our devotions but we do not complain if we complain we are missing the point bilki hadisçe sabittir ki muttaki bir mümin hastalık sebebiyle yapamadığı daimi virdinin sevabını hastalık zamanında yine kazanır now there is there is this is a very clear statement uh, that should lift that uh, worry from us that worry of not being able to fulfill our obligations and continue with our devotions know that it is established in the prophetic tradition that as long as sickness lasts a god conscious believer receives the spiritual reward of his continual customary devotions that he cannot do because of sickness this is based on a hadith in sahih al-bukhari the Prophet وسلم, is narrated to have said, إِذَا مَرَضَ الْعَبْدُ أَوْ سَافَرَ كُتِبَ لَهُ مِثْلُ مَا كَانَ يَعْمَلُ مُقِيمًا صَحِيحًا If a slave of God gets sick or is traveling, on him is written the, the reward of or the, the like of the reward of what he used to do while he was uh, a resident and, and healthy. So based on the prophetic tradition, we know that if we are sick and because of our sickness, we are not able to continue our worship the way we used to do or that we are not able to continue our customary devotions that we, are, we used to do. And this is despite our desire and effort and exertion to do as such, right? We receive the reward. We receive the reward of what we used to do because of our present intention and even concern that we cannot do it. We want to do it. We are not able to do it. We receive the reward for that. Inshallah. Inshallah. Of course, this is a matter of intention too, as all actions are. Actions are according to intentions. Farzı mümkün olduğu kadar yerine getiren bir hasta, sabır ve tevekkül ile farzlarını yerine getirmekle o ağır hastalık zamanında sahip sünnetlerin yerini hem halis bir surette hastalık tutar. For a sick person who fulfills what is obligatory as much as possible, as much as possible. This is also important. So if the person is unable to stand, it is okay for him or her to pray while sitting. But he tries. Right? for especially for prayer even if the person is uh, not able to move anything but the eyes still it is obligatory to pray if there is a state of uh, loss of consciousness that's the only time when the person 
may not pray in time but if consciousness is gained again again the person has to pray so for a sick person who fulfills what is obligatory as much as possible as a result of patience and reliance on god and of the fulfillment of what is obligatory sickness takes the place of other sunna performances performances during that heavy sickness and does so in a state of sincerity this is also important and does so in a state of sincerity when we are healthy and when we are let's say reading uh, i don't know a hundred pages of quran a day there is that possibility that this that satan may come from the right and tell us wow you can read a hundred pages of quran every day and you have been doing this for three months you you, you are wonderful so what that, that does is that it draws some pride in our heart and pride and faith cannot exist in the same place so our extra effort to worship can turn into our tribulation or if you are giving uh, if you are fasting every other day and people know this some ostentation may come into our heart either kill our worship or take away some of the spiritual reward that we are going to accrue from it but as long as we maintain the intention that we want to we want to worship our lord but we cannot because of sickness there is no possibility of ostentation or pride and arrogance or whatever vainglory that may come into that and therefore that is a state of sincerity so of course we do not ask for sickness but if if we are sick if that has come on us if that is what our lord has decreed we should see that there is benefit in it we should see that our lord is still merciful and generous and gentle and and giving us with abundance and and giving us without pouring mercy hem hastalık insandaki aczini zaafını ihsas eder o aczin lisanıyla ve zaafın diliyle halen ve kalen bir dua ettirir cenab-ı hak insana hadsiz bir aciz ve nihayetsiz bir zaaf vermiş ta ki daimi bir surette dergah-ı ilahiye iltica edip niyaz etsin dua etsin furthermore sickness causes a person to notice his impotence and weakness this is very important recognition of our impotence and weakness is the, the beginning and foundation and pillar of our being able to stand before our lord with the due worshipful slavehood it is the foundation of our ability to realize our worshipful slavehood it is the foundation of our being able to follow the etiquette of him being our lord and us being his slave sickness causes a person to notice his impotence and weakness it makes him it makes him supplicate through his state and words with the tongue of impotence and weakness supplication is not only raising our hands and asking for things verbally supplication has many forms a person who is suffering from pain and with that inner state taking refuge in his lord to be saved from the pain and also to receive the spiritual rewards of pain that is a supplication but the person is not saying anything he is assuming a position he is taking a state he is being in a state sickness makes a person supplicate through his state and if there is consciousness there should also be words we should ask for uh, health and well-being and goodness under all circumstances the prophet وسلم, visited a sick uh, companion and asked him what he was asking for i think we mentioned this before asked the companion what he was asking for from god and the companion said that he was asking for whatever torment is due on him in the hereafter to be given in this word and his sickness to be the expiation for that the prophet sallallahu said no we don't pray like that we don't ask for 
trouble and tribulation and pain we ask for well-being we say following the uh, the supplication that is taught to us in the quran oh god give us the good in this world and the good in the hereafter and protect us from hellfire it makes him sickness makes the person who is sick supplicate through his state and words and with the tongue of impotence and weakness his state and the tongue of impotence and weakness is also included in that state but his state may be the particulars that he is sick now and suffering and so on and so forth and in that moment this is an opportunity for the sick person to recognize his notice his impotence and weakness even better this may be perhaps more true for young people who feel invincible and who are like healthy and full of energy and running around and enjoying life and so on and so forth in that moment it is difficult to think i am impotent and weak it feels like no i'm powerful i can do whatever i want to do i can go here and i can go there i can travel i can no you are still impotent you are still weak you don't need to wait for sickness or old age to come and take away all the energy and all the bodily equipment that you have in order to feel that you are in your core impotent and weak because what you think you own you don't own you are being enabled to do all of that and if it were not for the enabler you would not be able to do anything so in your core in your essence by yourself you are impotent and weak and when we get sick we understand this better perhaps we want to eat this and that and this and that we want to eat everything that's out there, there there's delicious food that there and we are connoisseurs of food and but we have a stomach problem and all of a sudden all that delicious food none of it looks delicious and we cannot eat anything we are reduced to eating i don't know boiled potatoes and that is if we can we are impotent and weak and sickness helps us notice that even better and the more we notice that the more our state of weakness and impotence becomes a, a supplication in our behalf before our lord and the more he turns to us with his mercy and outpouring blessings those blessings may be in this world or in the hereafter but we get it we receive it the sublime real has given humans Janab God has given humans boundless impotence and endless weakness of course uh, this was the very first thing that we read in the Risale or in the first word our impotence and weakness is different from the impotence and weakness of let's say plants or rocks or animals they all have a level of weakness and neediness and impotence but the impotence of a creature is the function of that creature's neediness a plant needs soil air sunlight certain temperatures certain uh, minerals in the soil and so on and so forth you can count and enumerate this list and there is a there is a limited list of things that the plant needs and if you give that them to the plant it's going to thrive human beings on the other hand need all that that our animal existence needs like food air water a certain temperature a level of comfort ability to sleep and so on and so forth but that is not the end of it if that were the end of it we could it would still be a very large list but if we could still make the list and come to an end it would be something limited but we have intellect and imagination and we turn everything that we can conceptualize in our intellect or we can imagine we have this uh, tendency to turn everything that comes to our mind through imagination or intellect into a need i want to know what the circumference of the sun is at some point this is a want but over time it turns into a need and i i really now need to know the circumference of the sun i want to know what's happening at the end of the universe uh that based on what we know that 14 billion light years away uh, distance i want to know what is there i want to know what the person that i love is thinking now 
there are many things that we turn into needs and therefore our needs are boundless therefore our impotence and weakness is boundless and endless the sublime real has given humans boundless impotence and endless weakness so there is a wisdom in this too there's there's a wisdom in everything that our lord does so that they would continuously take refuge in the divine court and beseech and supplicate beseech and supplicate here Ustad Nursi uh, quotes a verse from the Quran. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Qul ma ya'bu bikum Rabbi lawla du'aukum. Say, what are you to my Lord without your supplication? This is from chapter 25, verse 77 of the Quran. What are you to my Lord? And of course, this is a rhetorical question. You are nothing. Your worth, your value is in your supplication. Yani. Eğer duanız olmazsa ne ehemmiyetiniz var? Ayetinin sırrıyla insanın hikmeti hilkati ve sebebi kıymeti olan samimi dua ve niyazın bir sebebi hastalık olduğundan bu noktayı nazardan şekva değil Allah'a şükretmek ve hastalığın açtığı dua musluğunu, afiyeti kesbetmekle kapamamak gerekir. That is, Üstad Nursi gives us a, an interpretation of the verse here. I don't want to say translation, uh, an interpretation of the verse. And I ended up translating that interpretation that Ustad Nursi had in Turkish into English. So this is the meaning of the, the verse or one meaning of the verse. That is, what significance do you have if not for your supplication? According to the secret of this verse, according to the, the, the message of this verse, since sickness is one of the causes of sincere supplication and beseechment. Since sickness is one of the causes of sincere, important, sincere supplication and beseechment, which constitute the wisdom in the creation of humans and the reason for their worthiness. From this point of view, it is necessary not to complain but to offer gratitude to God and to avoid turning off the tap of supplication that sickness turns on through the acquisition of well-being. Here, Ustad uh, Nursi uses a metaphor. Sickness turns on a, a faucet, a tap, and outpouring mercy is coming through that faucet, that tap. The acquisition of well-being will stop that, will turn the tap off right when it is due to turn off it will turn off but that should not be our concern our concern should be making the best of this this flowing outpouring mercy in our healthy times we are charged with the duty of supplication and we turn our hands up after prayer and ask for things but sometimes we do that as a duty yes it is a duty but the secret here is that we don't do it as duty. We do it by understanding our weakness and impotence and neediness. We do it as a natural consequence of our neediness. We do it as a consequence of our recognition of our impotence. We do it by a natural consequence of the recognition that there is nowhere else to turn to but our Lord in all things, in all things, not only in warding of trials and tribulations and sickness but also in being able to lift our hands or open our eyes or wake up in the morning in all things we need to turn to our lord and supplicate but but when are healthy and feel invincible when we do not recognize that impotence and neediness as due at the core of our very being in our hearts it is sometimes difficult to supplicate with the with that core intense intention and with the that that worshipful state of being sometimes we do it like a routine but that takes away the the worth and also pleasure of supplication therefore here start nursing uses two words dua and niyaz supplication is dua niyaz is beseechment if tears were coming down our cheeks if our heart was wrenched, if our heart was broken when we turned to our Lord, the consequence of that is going to be very different from turning to our Lord and asking for things 
like a routine somebody is praying and we turn our hands up and as this person is praying we are thinking about this and that the business that we have to do and you know going to the market and buying this thing and doing that thing and so on and so forth or if perhaps we are dozing off and then when the person says amin we wake up and say amin yes there is good in that too we are saying amen to whatever that person said and we are deferring to the authority and the sincerity of that person but when we are sincere ourselves when we are not only supplicating not only asking for things but we are asking for things with a sincere intention and, and devotion and recognition of him being the lord and us being his slaves and our neediness that's that is something else sickness gives us the opportunity to do this sickness therefore is a gift there is a faucet that's flowing at the time of sickness yes we may not be able to perhaps do our daily devotions litanies the way we used to do perhaps we were reading 10 pages of quran a day and now that we are sick we our head is really not working our eyes are aching and we cannot read even two pages but but in that state of pain and suffering and discomfort we turn to our lord and ask for his his mercy and gentleness and also forgiveness because again and in that situation we recognize how sinful we were to our lord how ungrateful we were to our lord we had all that health and we did not use it as due we squandered it all around now remember we still have our capital our life is a capital our health is a capital we either use them or lose them our youth is a capital we either use it or lose it it does not stay it is not the kind of capital that stays there 15 years from now it keeps moving on here god swears by time and there are different interpretations of this this is one of them swears by time and then he says indeed man is at a loss time moves away constantly and therefore we are at any given moment we are at loss in relation to the moment that was one second before that at any given moment we are at loss of the health we had one second before that and we need to understand this we need to understand this and we need to turn to our lord and make the best of it make the most of it make the most of what we have and sickness gives us the opportunity to do that yes we cannot read uh, 20 pages of quran now when we are sick but the point of reading the quran is worship the point of worship is inculcating that worshipful slavehood and purifying our heart when we are in jannah Allah maybe we will be praying there too but we will not be obligated to pray when we are in Jannah we will not be obligated to fast so fasting is here praying is here but all of that is to build up that state of worshipful slavehood in Jannah inshallah we will already be in that worshipful state of worshipful slavehood or bodhiya and therefore we, we we will not have the need to cultivate more of it we cultivate here this is this world is where we cultivate things the point of prayer and fasting and going to hajj and giving zakat and doing this and that those active forms of worship is to build up to that worshipful slavehood of sincere devotion and sincere turning to our lord then sickness is an opportunity to attain it because we are put into that state it is so sincere that we sometimes do it even unconsciously even those who do not believe in god at times of difficulty like this sometimes they turn to god or some higher power that they have been deprived of their entire lives it is told that there was a woman who did not believe in god one day she was sitting with her friends uh, i don't know maybe at the porch uh, in a garden somewhere and she had this young boy young child and all of a sudden the child ran into the road and a car was passing at that time from the road so it almost hit the child and as this mother saw that she screamed god she did not believe in god 
but in that moment of dire need we turn to our core we turn to our very reality and in our core in our very reality we all know god those who believe in god believe in god because they all know god already we met him at qalubala at bazm alas when god created all the souls and gathered them in the in the mahshar in a plane and asked them am i not your lord and we all said yes you are our lord we already gave the covenant we are already bound with a covenant when we come to this world we already know him it is a matter of heedlessness and forgetfulness and drunkenness and inebriation and pride and whatnot that covers our knowledge that is in our hearts in that state of dire need all of those veils are torn apart all of that cover is lifted and we turn to that reality that reality that is in us and sickness is an opportunity to connect to that reality therefore sickness is an opportunity for sincere worship and supplication and beseechment is a perfect a beautiful perhaps the most beautiful form of that worshipful slavehood so when we are sick yes we should try to continue our worship try to continue our customary devotions and we should make the utmost effort to continue to fulfill what is obligatory because god knows us and he if he made it obligatory on us while we are sick too that means that that is something that we can you know, fulfill as much as possible that is what we are asked to do right but at the same time we should also have the comfort that we should also have the comfort that in our state in our supplication in our beseechment of our lord is a beautiful opportunity to turn to our lord and experience our worshipful slavehood inshallah we will stop here and continue with the 13th remedy in the next episode subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma 'allamtana innaka antal alimul hakim فآخر الدواهم أن الحمد لله رب العالمين الفاتحة